0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to What's Biz Live from our Brangaroo studios. Great to have you company for the call 10 stocks picked by you. I put them to two experts for their analysis. We do it all in one hour. On this Friday, the 24th of February. Let's get stuck straight into it because our two panellists today always have a lot of great stuff to say. Jumbe Lu from Tribeca. Jumbei, good to see you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And Mark Gardner from Macro Capital up in Brisbane today. What takes you to the uh, Sunshine
2: Co? Uh, no, Macro's just opened up in Brisbane here. So uh, we've got an event this evening. Um, which should be pretty good. So uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've come up to uh, help host and, um, and oh, do all, that's all those sorts good. of things. All right, do the, song yeah. and, do the song and
0: dance act. That's good to yeah, say. Yeah, I've got
2: to pack my tap dancing shoes. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, there's a lot to talk about, a lot to dance around today. Um, let's look at the the five stocks we're gonna look at in this half hour, Bird Dog, Seven West Media, Dusk, Mineral Resources, and Drone Shield. <coughs> Excuse me, but the uh, Stock of the day, favorite here of on, uh, on the call, comes up a lot, Mineral Resources reporting today, this morning, uh, talked up its Mount Marion project expansion plans to move into downstream lithium processing, unveiling a statutory net profit after tax of 390 million for the first half, revenues up 70%, 2.3 billion, helped by those record lithium prices that have tailed off recently, uh earnings before one-off uh, items came in at 387 million that was down from the 423 million a year earlier uh declared an interim fully frank dividend of a dollar 20. not bad for shareholders but uh look quite quite a dip early in the session when it when it reported it's all over the place uh, has recovered nicely still down just over one percent jumbo uh, what did you
1: think of the result yeah, and the market reaction? Yeah, that's quite interesting. So the result itself, the downgrade itself is actually in the double digit. <laughs> so the costs were a little bit higher, revenue a little bit weaker, um, and but everything else is intact. So obviously the first reaction from the shareholder was to sell off whatever the downgrade number is, which is almost uh, in the high single digits. Now, yeah. clearly you're not buying this company for today's earnings. No. You're buying the lithium, the prospect of its production, the um, you know still pretty good lithium outlook, as well as iron ore still looking pretty good with the China yeah. reopening and things. So, um, you know, the, you're just seeing the share price recover from that level right. um, because it's really not about the short term earnings. Um, it's really Look about the production. Chart
0: as well. It's
1: been incredible. Wow. In the last three months, this stock has underperformed somewhat the market, but in the last year it's performed yeah. incredibly well. Um, you know, you would say that uh, potentially at the moment there's a bit of profit taking um, just as the other part of the market has been sold off a bit too much, um, but it, it does in uh, sit in a pretty good um, condition right. at the moment.
0: Are you a Chris Ellison fan? He seems to have uh, a bunch of disciples in the market, and then a whole bunch of others that <laughs> don't know whether he can pull it all off or not.
1: <laughs> Look, I do think the uh, execution has been great. So yeah. I, um, you know, I'm sitting, I'm, I'm a shareholder of this company, mm-hmm. and I think there it will go higher. Um, so I'm still sitting in that camp that uh, I'm a believer.
0: Okay, Mark Mulan from Team Investor reckons it's a $150 stock. Yeah, I'm are not you there. that confident? <laughs> no, no, I'm not there.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a small shareholder. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: So would you be stuck? at the moment holding or would you be buying at these levels
1: look um, uh, I will be buying at these levels because uh, I do oh. think that even though the lithium uh, sort of prices has come off somewhat but still pretty good prices and I do think this company have very good uh, uh, assets and uh, and the iron ore itself I, right. I'm reasonably bullish so uh, I will be buying at this level right okay
0: yeah. uh, Mark Gardner what do you think of, uh, of the result and uh, minerals at these levels
2: yeah, I'm, I'm, I share the same opinion there, I think min is a buy um, here, uh, it's one of those ones though, it's always a really complicated one uh, over earnings because obviously they've got iron ore, they've got um, mining services, they've got lithium, so, and, and realistically, I mean, we, you know, our view was we would look to buy it after the earnings report because there does tend to be moves like there was this morning, which was down about five or six percent, um you know because it 's not a pure play it 's not an easy thing to just you know to to just like see a number and then just go on straight away buy so the only the only real issue if you're looking at those numbers, they look pretty impressive, but against the analyst numbers they weren't that impressive um which obviously triggered that first sell off there but um you know they're doing another joint venture um you know the analysts are pretty divided already there's there's, um you know there's been a downgrade and an upgrade but i i tend to agree macquarie's um, reaffirmed and slightly upgraded their price to 128. um i tend to agree on to 100
0: to 128 bucks yeah 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 oh okay well that that's a long way from the 85 at the moment is it
2: yeah absolutely and look whilst they don't necessarily you know I'm not subscribing to that particular price, you know, target necessarily, but they're um you got to look through the you know the earnings reports because you know there's a lot going on realistically and they, as Johnby mentioned their their PE, you know, you're buying it for future earnings, their PE is quite high compared to most mining stocks, but if you look at forward PE, it's consistently dropping down. So yeah, I'm very happy to buy it here, yeah. and uh, I, I think this will be over $100 at some stage quite easily this year.
0: Okay, well, it got to 95 only a couple of weeks ago. but head to Mark's point, because they've got this lithium processing project they're going to do, which obviously has government backing because most lithium process oh. is in the hands of the Chinese. So mm. strategically, they're being encouraged. But, but. How do you know where they're going to pull, pull it off? As Mark said, they have so many moving parts at the market they're going into another joint venture. Um, it's yeah. sort of a, almost like
1: a private equity <laughs> It's a little bit like that, right? So I think the whole lithium space is a little bit like that. Still very early stage of, um, you know, sort of um, the development of that commodity, right? So yeah. we all know Outlook looks great for lithium, <laughs> but the spot prices rally so hard you know, just a few months ago, and then now just tapering off somewhat, but still from very, you know, very, very elevated levels. Um, and lithium prices in terms of commodity, um, they are one of the only commodity is trading at multiple times of the production costs so it's right. a huge margin simply what that means is that you know there'll be a lot of production coming online eventually yeah. uh, and lithium is not very hard to find they're just processing difficult and all of that yeah. so you know that space is still need to be um, you know yeah. so more mature and developed. so um, it's a risky space but there's just so much attention into that space and you know mineral resources I must say you know it's one of the better positions um, yeah. to be exposed to this um, and the good thing about mineral resources you say it's diverse Thing. It's actually a good thing because you know, so it's not just pure play lithium. Yep. So when the lithium does go through its ups and downs of volatility, it got it's got you know other businesses yep. like iron ore and everything to be quite defensive. Yep. So you know on that basis, it's probably a better, more yeah. safer position. So I've got a
0: pure play in Pilbara coming up a bit later this mm. half hour. So it would be good to uh, good to compare it, but um, and also quite a few of the the lithium stocks are being found out now, aren't they? As they talked a big plan in terms of development and now coming back going, well, it's going to take longer than we thought to mm, get mm. to get the deposit actually mined and the costs are starting to over. Mm, mm. It's that execution issue, which is a It's really a big... difficult.
1: Exa- absolutely. Absolutely. Big yeah, no, absolutely. So there's a lot of risk in that space. Yep. And um, yeah, we're seeing quite a bit of downgrade already in the space. Okay. Mm.
0: All right. Let's take a look at the stocks you want us to take a look at. And Mark, Nathaniel wants a view on Bird Dog, um, which is um, developer, manufacturer, audio, visual, and video technology. Um, We use that here at Ausbis when we're transferring files and we've got some Bird Dog cameras and the like. So it's into that video broadcasting space.
2: Yeah, this is something I I hadn't really come across before. Um, We sort of took IPOs or or stuff that's freshly listed largely off the table. as interest rates started to rise and the growth stocks started to get hit a little bit, so we were we were realistically, you know, it's not really in our wheelhouse for now. But in terms of, for the you know, to answer the viewers' question, look, they, um, I, I think there's a market there for it. Um, I, I would say it's obviously at very low prices at the moment. Um, compression technology and things uh, is obviously you know that, that could potentially be a huge market. I think, I mean, from an investment standpoint, at the moment, I I would much prefer something, you know, similar space, ordinate with a moat, um, until the market calms down and uh, the world gets used to higher interest rates. So, yeah, it's not, it's not something I've necessarily done a massive deep dive into. Um, I think you'll get an opportunity to buy this and just watch it report, you know, maybe one or two more times um, and see how it goes. But. As of the as terms of how the product goes you know the high quality products they're pretty much regarded as you know best in class so I think there's a great future for this company potentially but it, I you know whilst they're in, they're in that development phase say if they'd listed two years earlier I think that was would have been obviously been in much easier uh, market conditions um, and they would have had easier access to capital etc and the market would be more forgiving but you know at the moment you 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 um, you want to be really I'd rather be sticking in a, in a company like Ordnate, which has that big moat yeah. and is about uh, it was just going cash flow positive. I, I believe it or, or was very close. So, you know, that's probably a better pick for now. But yeah, it, I'd certainly keep it on the watch list.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because uh, uh, the call is being shot on bird dog um, um, sort of remote cameras at the moment. I had no idea they were listed <laughs> when it <laughs> came up from, from the viewer. Yes, i bird dog. Um, Shambay, do you think bird
1: well, Yeah, that's the thing, I've never heard of it before. No. And then I there. where did that come from? Um, yeah. And uh, so market cap, 20 million. Um, well, now I know someone actually used it. 20 million? 20 oh, well, million.
0: So you've got the little bird dog oh, on the Oh, that's a bird dog. Oh, that's what, oh because the, it looks, looks like, like a bird and a dog.
1: All right. okay, that's what it is. Look, I, I just had a look at the most recent statements. Um, clearly, it's exposed to a little bit tougher environment at the yeah. moment, and it seems like there's a global company. Um, they, you know, they Europe and co- many other countries, um, you know, for a tiny company that's in that many countries, generally is a little bit, um, unless you have bigger scale, you know, it's yeah. a little bit tougher with a lot of things because you tend to just have a couple of contracts here and there. Yeah. Um, and now, um, the because they sell to the broadcasting uh, sort of community, um, I would say just a more general comment is that the things are slowing down somewhat, you know, mm. around the world. So you yeah. will have a little bit tougher condition, um, yeah. you know, for this company because they supply to an industry that's probably, it's going to go through another six to a month of tough condition. Um, so yeah, and they, they sort of burst, you know burn a bit of cash in the first uh, in the second quarter they're saying we're going on the cost cutting they have a you know buyback in place um they are trying to do everything they can to you know support share price and the like but just the condition seems really really tough um right. and for a small business kind of you know global uh, generally it's it's a little yeah. bit risky you kind of just want to sit back and see, see it's quite a 20 million market cap, so mm. not not very big, is it? No, it's not very not big. At all. So if it's a listed company, and when you're 20 million, it's very hard to get attention from investors. Yeah. Um, so you don't have the broken community. So analysts won't cover you. So right. no one will ever hear about you. Uh, and then you won't have new investors. So literally you rely on the initial IPO and right. you know a few other news flows. So they tend to get forgotten until you get to a certain scale. You've got to at least be between 50 and 100 so yeah. to get some sort of interest. And
0: when markets are under pressure, you tend to avoid that micro Absolutely. end of the market.
1: Absolutely. If you look at the micro cap space, even though the, some of the growth company has come back, but micro cap space, uh, many of them haven't because there's just not enough interest and confidence going yep. into those smaller space. So yeah, you know, market has to turn for that. Okay. Probably six months.
0: All right. <laughs> um Junbei, Nick wants a view on Seven West Media. The uh uh, big media company free to wear and also own the west australian in the west being mooted as buying ht e <laughs> yeah, that, yeah um, that absolutely i don't know whether you, that's on or not but
1: i always thought it was the best television company since they got the best start oh yeah well, well, <laughs> absolutely <shucks>. <laughs> <laughs> um but i, I always like seven ways like you know uh, but the thing you need to remember, these are, you know, traditional TV assets. Yeah. Um, so you buy them during a good cycle, you know, when things pick up. And because these businesses um, have very high fixed costs, so operating leverage is enormous on the way up and on the way down. Yeah. So, you know, in the last two years, things have been really buoyant so for, you know, advertising and, you know, there's volume, there's, uh, you know, prices, there's all of that. So things were really good for the last 12 months. But clearly now we're heading into a slower environment. We heard them report. Um, report was really good. Result was really good um and uh, but it just the environment is slowing down and usually with television it's harder to cut costs yep. um and uh, so you just have to wear that they do have a lot of other initi- initiatives but it just feels like the wrong time to be holding a yep. tv company um yeah so that's the that's the tough thing it's not expensive um but we just don't know how quickly our economy yep. will fall we know it will
0: their biggest shareholder 41 percent owned mm. by uh, seven group holdings Absolutely, which yep. is is that a better way to get exposure to Seven West because Seven Group is a mm. uh, big stake in Boral, it's Absolutely, got its yes. West Track business.
1: Sure. Yeah, I think Seven Group is actually much uh, much more diversified business. You yeah. won't get too much exposure to the to the te- television, uh, right. but you do have a big stake in it. Um, but Seven Group I actually quite like. I think yeah. they had a fantastic result. They're in the perfect environment at the moment. Um, you know, Boros going through a bit of challenge, but recently they had a good result. Only yeah. building material company that had a good result at big expectations. Boro now has a new CEO, uh, Vic. He had great you know track record previously at yeah, from yeah. C- clean away. That's and then, right. That's then Went
0: right. to GFG. That's that's right yeah a couple of years. that's right okay. now he
1: so investors really giving him benefit of doubt of turning around borrow um, and seven group itself you know the, the actual mining service society is doing really well around Australia as well yeah. so you know I actually think seven group is a much better buy right. um, more diversify and you know small exposure to
0: yep. the TV stuff um, Mark what do you think of seven West and is seven group a better entry into it
2: well I was just about to say you guys must have got my notes before so I was literally what uh, I couldn't uh, echo more what you know what you guys have just said. Um, if you want to be in media specific, which I probably wouldn't recommend, I think Nine Entertainment's a little bit further ahead on the digital front. Yep. Um, then these guys, I think they're about 40% uh, at the moment. But yeah, seven, <laughs> seven Group is, yeah, definitely a better way. Obviously that Boral holding and West Track, et cetera. Um, so, in, you know, to save time and not to basically repeat everything you guys have just said, I heartily yeah. I, I, I agree. Okay. All right, let's uh, turn our
0: attention to retail now. And Rosie Mark wants a view on on dusk, the uh, um, uh, the candle and aroma infusers and all that sort of stuff. What do you think of dusk? And and that was uh, they were a COVID IPO as well, weren't they?
2: They were, and um, I mean, look, this is one of those ones you could uh, potentially use sort of the lip, the lipstick argument. Uh, people might. Uh, sales might be buffered because people will go and buy you know smaller presents for themselves and not not the larger ticket items and certainly the retail sales numbers have shown trends towards that um in in terms of uh department small sales at department stores have done pretty well um it was it look it was an okay result they've obviously been hit on the back of it it um it just it looks expensive um at the moment um i'm not entirely sure you know, going forward, um, you know, whether candles are necessarily a, uh, like, we're leaning more towards retailers and, you know, or, you know with a really tight, um, you know, like needs rather than wants or, or luxury items. So, I don't, yeah, you know, I don't really see what they, you know, how they're going to go, f- um, you know, for future earnings and things. But uh, it's certainly, like, within the retail sector, there's a lot of super high quality um Retailers at the moment that are trading at really low PEs. This one doesn't yeah, doesn't come close to our top five um, So yeah, I, I would just uh, mm. wait and see potentially. So um, yeah, yeah, it's not, not for us
0: You look at that uh, five-year chart It's back almost to its issue price um, Down there on the, on the IPO price. So uh, who are your top three retailers?
2: Uh, Yeah, we like you know people with who are a bit more founder-led. You know, something you know I I like uh, West Farmers. Obviously, they're um, we like Nick Scarley as well, just because they're uh, they just tend you know having that founder-led business really does um, tend to you know make them a lot more agile. And uh, and we don't like we like the fact that they don't have a lot of supply chain issues because obviously they've got they manage their supply chain through that. um, you know that lead that lead time being a hell of a lot longer, um, and you know, look something like JB, you know, JB Hi-Fi, you know, you are an Australian company that's the best, uh, has the best revenue per square meter of any retailer yeah. in the world, um, and they consistently perform, like, and give a great dividend. It's uh, yes, they, yes, they may have sales pull back a little bit, but um, over yeah. the next twelve months, but in, you know, for a long term investment, they're they're fantastic. Yeah.
0: Um, it was interesting, Jumbe, earlier in the week, Mark Morland and Scott Phillips were saying they reckon uh, the mm. biggest bargains are amongst uh, good retailers at the moment mm. on the market with P's all in single digits and you know, if you're looking for stocks and willing to, to ride through the uncertainty of the economy in the next six months. They look pretty good. Is, is dust toppy all this?
1: Yeah, no it's not. Um, no. <laughs> so my view is actually of the retailer is that I actually feel like they're trading on, they look cheap because the earnings yep. is still too high. Remember retailers is similar to media right. businesses, they, they fixed costs. Costs are very hard to be lowered. You need yep. to open the store every day having the same amount of people to sell through those goods and every day you don't have contracts so you need people to come in and if your top line falls, operating leverage is enormous and then your cash flow will be under pressure um, and then it's actually a very geared instrument in the down down cycle yep. now all the retailers most of them actually trading on um, pretty good prices um, you know uh, uh, if you look at what, where we're heading in terms of earnings a lot of them still uh, trading on the multiple that, uh, based on the earning that is still uh, pre COVID, like actually covert sort of um, you know benefit that's right because right. they've been they all benefit from you know people um, sort of um, you know having so much excess cash flow and then just spending more remember price has gone up 10% yep. for most of retailers in the last 12 months so you know all of that still holding together so for me, the retailer is going through a very challenging period in the next 12 right. months. Uh, they cheap because the earnings is little, expectations too high. Um, especially the housing retailer, I'll be very, very cautious, mature housing retailer. Yeah. Um, you know, Dusk is not a mature retailer, but it's um, it does have, you know, all that housing. It's been a big beneficiary of mm. the, you know, of COVID people stay at home, buy more candles and all that sort of thing. And now we're heading to slow down, people going back to work. Yeah. Um, so there is a bit of level of that reversion happening. And then if you have the housing turnover becoming Slower. It's just going to be a bit tougher for all these guys. Um, I'm certainly not there. I think if you want to buy a retailer, um, use this opportunity to buy a retailer that's rolling out stores. Um, you know, we love Re- La Visa. Uh, we, right. you know, it's even it's, at these levels. Even at these levels, right. you okay. want to back the winners. Um, rather, for me, I like to back winners because they managed to demonstrate their ability to roll up similar store around right. the world right. um, and with the same concept and format. And a
0: big US expansion. Absolutely. A new chief executive. Yeah, absolutely. he's going to be paid a motto <laughs> if he pulls it off. That's it? right. Absolutely, he's going to get rich on this if he does it.
1: And the Asia, and you know, just the addressable market is um, right. is really growing. So you know, in this environment, it's just easier to cushion you know the right. slowdown. So of you're the not growth.
0: sold on the retail sector, all up at the moment. No, no, no. You no, know, no. the accents, the retail group, all that sort of thing. I think it'll be retail. tough. Yeah, right. because
1: they haven't, earning hasn't fallen yet. Um, right. You need that to fall before you can say okay. Which now will we can probably buy.
0: be reflected in this half. That's right, six month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: right. Three to six months because a lot of result we saw recently, uh, the trading update is actually cycling the COVID lockdown. Remember, right. so last year a lot of them had a weak number. So you know, so the trading update is actually pretty good at the moment. But the next three months, you'll see the actual right. you know, slowdown.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go back to uh, to lithium stocks now. We had mineral resources uh, a bit earlier, which is part of lithium, part of a diversified uh, resources holding. Pilbara Minerals, Rosie wants a view on Jumbe, which is a pure play lithium producer, is it?
1: that's right so the company has done incredibly well in yeah. terms of you know the contract the bigger contracts that they lock in at good prices lower than spot price but that's really good prices ensure cash flow and things yeah. for me this space is a little bit too hot you know I I, I have taken profit in this space um, you know I do feel there's a lot more volatility um, but uh, if I am to make a um, investment in this space pure play with the PLS uh, and the defensive one will be the mineral resources oh, right. um, okay. but, but the PLS is just you know it's it's a very very um, in a very volatile Space. It Look can at fall that run
0: quickly. at the moment. Absolutely. So, so, you would, I'll when you take say off. take profits, take do off. you sell out altogether? Or oh, yeah.
1: Just... I'll, I'll be gradually selling. You know, you'll right. be selling a little bit. You know, whenever it's an update, you'll be selling a little bit at the time. Um, and if you find other things to invest in, so say if the mineral resources fall fallen quite a bit, you can sort of rotate into a more defensive ah, right. play. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm. So, you'd be getting out of Pilbara,
1: putting it all together,
0: that. and putting it into minerals. Min-
1: mineral resources or IGO.
0: Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, Mark?
2: Uh, yeah, we're a bit of a disagreement. Um, I think it's a massive buy. Um, those stats today were were enormous. Um, you got revenue, um, so pre tax profit up two thousand percent, net profit up nine hundred, revenue up six fifty. Um, and look, these guys, you know, they've got this uh, BMX platform, uh, which at the moment they're, um, you know, they're, they're able to take advantage of the fact that there's a shortage, and then obviously. With an auction platform they're, they're able to get the uh, the best possible prices as well so their uh the ceo said today you know this is just this is only the beginning um you've got um, analysts like macquarie with a seven dollar fifty target on it we tend to trade this one on um it's the highest it, i think it's one of the highest if not the highest uh, retail traded stock so we tend we've got a core position and we'll tend to um you know rotate around we bought before christmas sold at five dollars we bought over the last week um We'll probably carry that through i think it'll probably breach those record highs at some stage in the next you know six months at, um, or even sooner um and you know they've got a massive bank now they've got 2.2 billion in the bank they've paid their first dividend of 11 cents just to give some context their share price was 11 cents five years ago um and you know they're, they're continuing to grow and they get they're they're one of the uh producers that basically is going to make hey, while well, the sun shines until this big supply gap comes on um, so I, I think this one will just continue to rally the Dividend, um, you know, if they, they, I would expect them to give a higher dividend uh, in the second half, it wasn't expected by everyone to pay their maiden dividend today. So, but even at 11, you know, even if it's 22 cents full year, plus the franking credits, you're, you're looking at 7%, uh, their forward PAs come down you know, massively as well. So, but I do agree with Jumbe as well, but I, I don't both mineral resources and PLS. Um, and because of, you know I I do agree with the mineral resources argument, um, and at the moment we we you know we don't really have any of those big diversified miners on because they I think they got we we were with the view they got too expensive and we'll probably yep. buy lower. So uh, you know they but yeah I I, um, I I'm a massive fan of this one. I think it'll uh, right. it'll continue. I so think there'll be a string of break upgrades tomorrow, right. and the retail miners will start buying them buying right.
0: them, it up. So are you switching out of? other resource stocks, Indominres and, and Pilbara?
2: We sold BHP, which is normally a core holding um, around, you know, 48 uh, you know, forty eight to $49 dollars. Um, and then it takes a lot of convincing because these are long term holdings for a lot of our clients. But obviously, you know, they were always going to have dividend. It's a cyclical stock at a record high with a dividend. that's going to be half of what it was last year. Uh, and we just saw that, you know, we, you know, it was worthwhile taking some cash off the table. Um, we've been vindicated obviously a little bit at the moment, I think we're back down to sort of 46 or, or, or thereabouts um, and we'll probably sort of have interest, you know, down towards the $40 mark um, and the, you know, so, but obviously yeah, mineral resources is one of those ones with the iron ore exposure because it, we, we're, you know, mildly bullish on iron ore or, or at least think it'll hang in around here. Uh, for, you know, with the coal price coming back, it's, you know, helps those um, the steel makers with the smelting costs. So we think that they'll, you know, iron uh, prices will, okay. will sort of s- probably stick in the range up here. I don't see it going a hell of a lot higher, but, um, and probably be fairly stable. So, um, but, you know, and then obviously we'll probably add to BHP at lower levels because yep. it is generally a core position and a quality company. Okay. Uh, it is
0: so divisive lithium, Jumbayas. Uh, obviously uh, Macquarie is very bullish mm. um, on lithium but then Get a lot of other analysts saying, "Hey, the supply just going to come on quicker than everybody thinks." I
1: think that's and it's going to be hammered. I think the challenge, the reason it's divisive, is because you know, longer term, no one's arguing about the demand and everything for the battery and things. But it, the and 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 uh, the the challenge is how quickly those demand, those supply comes on. And we know eventually the price has to fall. Um, Otherwise, just uh, you know, there will be so much supply coming on, it will flood the market. Question is, which point? When do we hit that cliff? So we probably. You just see gradual realisation or the price of fall in the prices yeah. but it doesn't mean those company can't make money you know no. if you can get it out of ground really quickly like PLS and things and you sell it and you yeah. make so much cash you pay it back to you
0: got to be in a producer you've got to be MK. a producer Explorers that's just yeah, too risky that's
1: right that's why these days there's a lot of play um, hedge funds what they do is they long the production companies and short the ones that don't produce anything right. so okay. you know so realistically the other side will fall because right. just cost too much money to get those things yeah. out at the moment
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. and they've got to Execute it. That's right. Um, uh, John wants uh, your view, Jumbei, on Drone Shield, um, which uh, had a pretty decent um, uplift in its share price almost 10% on Monday, uh, basically on the announcement that it was upgrading its um, mm. software. Um, <laughs> and, and Drone Shield, of course, is, as the name suggests, the big big drone company that's right yeah. it's,
1: it's quite incredible um, I actually think this company actually looks really interesting we actually hold it in our uh, micro cap fund uh, we followed it for quite a few years now uh, it is one of the very few defence exposure here in Australia um, yeah. It's a, It's. it's got contracts all, all around the world um, essentially to help um, you know shooting down drones um, yeah. and it's got a fixed laser point when you know and then when they um, sign up a contract and then they find drones in the area they can shoot it down without any damage so it actually yeah. catches it so the thing doesn't explode and fall out the <laughs> in the sky. So it's a quite a good technology. Um, it's um, recently, in the last few months, just started winning a lot of US contracts. Um, right. And it's been a big beneficiary of, you know, obviously the conflict around the world and things because people wanting more, you know, yep. security and, uh, and and spending on that. So uh, just recently raised money as well to support, you know, pay for uh, some of those contracts they just won, um, you know, in terms of investment and things. I think this company's in a really good spot. Mm. We just don't have another defense business like this. Yeah. Uh, we we got EOS has a lot of other issues. Um, this is probably one of the only um, defence exposure mm, global, okay. exposed to the global defence spending. And
0: good management team executives, yeah, yeah, they've they're, done quite they're well. actually delivering.
1: That's right. Yeah. So okay. it's actually quite, done quite well. So it's Had a
0: big increase lately. Would you be buying at these levels, what, 35 cents?
1: Yeah, so I probably for a microcap like this, you want to wait for a weekday because, right. you know, market when my big market falls, this tend to fall a little bit more. Um, so I will wait for a falling day. Um, I will be holding it if you're a right. shareholder, um, but absolutely something that you should look to buy whenever there's a bit of pullback. On the
0: pullback. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark, what do you think of Drone chill?
2: Yeah, in terms of how microcaps go, particularly for these sort of defence names. Um, they're consistently winning contracts now, um, which means that obviously they've got their processes right in terms of going and pitching for those. Uh, I think they've got a couple of $11 million contracts recently. Um, obviously, geopolitical uh, issues are, you know, are back on back and in, uh, in the forefront of our minds as well. Um, so I really do see this company going um, sort of strength to strength, because um, it's, it's usually with these sorts of companies the first. You know, one or two contracts are really the hardest ones to get, but once you start to gain momentum, it does generally sort of parlay into you getting more and more. So, um, I like that, you know, they did a a cap raise, but I don't mind cap raises when they're, you know, for one business. I don't like cap raises on promises. Um, So, you know, that doesn't particularly bother me at all. And um, yeah, but I I agree. I absolutely agree with what Jimbo said, I, I'm I'm relatively bearish the market at the moment with these uh, with these sort of short term um, bond yields at sort of very close to 15 year highs and terminal rates rising. I think you're you're better off maybe chucking a bit in, leaving a bit in around you know 25 um, or you know somewhere between 25 27 and um, you know and be be prepared to get hit and uh, you'll probably pick some up on a, on a weekday when people sort of panic in, right. in those liquid stocks so. <coughs> It's how we generally try to play it. It's, it's yeah, it's if you bullish the market you will you know, and you and you think that the broader market's gonna give this thing momentum, then maybe you can buy now, but probably only small. But just given my view on the broader market, it will probably have a bad day at some stage due to liquidity. Okay.
0: All right, let's recap. First five stocks, stock of the day, mineral resources are reported this morning, a, a buy from by Jumbe and Mark. Uh, bird Dog, uh, a no from both if you want. To get into that sort of sector mark prefers something like like ordinate uh seven west a no from both uh, if you want exposure to seven west do it through seven group both mark and jumbo agree with that uh a no from both pilbara um different view jumbo saying no uh to pilbara at these levels mark sees it as a buy and uh drone shield is uh, a hold from jumbo a no from mark um but if it pulls back to around that 25 cent mark uh then both of them would be uh, buying at those levels uh here on the call we've been uh following our own fantasy high conviction growth fund as picked by our investment committee which uh mark was on the uh the last meeting uh, which you can see on the platform osbiz.com that was the february meeting where they got out of aristocrat and jb hi-fi Got into Paradigm and um, and uh, also New Century Resources, which um, has is under takeover offer at the moment. So uh, um, it is uh, a few of the committee are, um, are skiting about that. Uh, plus they increased the level in BHP, uh, CSL and Boss Energy. Uh, Since the first of March last year, the fund is up 12 and a quarter percent, but keep sending in your request for the call because that's the first filter to go up to the investment committee.
2: At CMC, we've been in the game for a while.
0: all things markets with the drinks uh, and it's amazing um, how honest people are when they're when they've got a wine in their head and talking about the markets too um this half hour, we're going to be talking about perpetual jumbo interactive accent block and swoop and uh um mark gardner did henry jennings text you as well saying uh thanks very much for my suggestion to get into new century resources
2: I oh, look. I, I backed him there. I've got yeah, to say. Oh, did you really? So uh, <laughs> I don't think he's picking a takeover. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you. You've got to take those wins when you yeah you're yeah That's exactly. Great. Too right.
0: Um, had you Gary wants to know? Have you ever tipped perpetual? Um, he he wants a view on perpetual, the big uh, funds management wealth group. Uh, reported this week, net profit down. Uh, some comments on. Uh, proposed uh, previously proposed Pendle merger as well. What do you think of perpetual?
2: Uh, I'm not a massive fan of the the uh, you know the legacy or the vintage um, funds management uh, listed companies. Um, I mean these guys are scrambling now at the moment for uh, you know with M and A activity to to improve economies of scale, which is almost an admission themselves that they've got they've run out of ideas. So. Um, I, yeah, this is not something, I mean, look, you know, the positives are they're a value investor, um, they, which means, they, I guess, their investment philosophy, they'll probably do it slightly better you know, uh, performance wise. Um, you know, but this, I think this one's, you know, funds management tends to be, you know, someone's running hot and then funds come in. The amount of information available to investors these days, things like AusBiz, um, etc., where you know you you can see and you can hear and listen to the fund managers, and uh, like uh, the funds are the funds aren't very sticky anymore. And yep. this perpetual, it's a business model from um, a day gone by. Um, so it's a it's a no for me. Yeah, by uh,
1: it's a no. It's definitely a no. Um, I think the challenge is, um, oh, well actually previously Perpetual used to trade at the um, high multiple than the rest of the fund managers. Yep. Uh, the reason being they've got the um, corporate trust business, yep. which is uh, you know, more stable, there's no outflow, it's more stable and sort of more cash generative space, and it trades at high multiple. But now it's gone and bought another fund manager, now has diluted that high multiple business. So uh-huh. it's it's actually been now becoming a fund fun manager. And the challenge is that both of the fund, these two fund managers have been outflow. So when you put two outflow fund manager together, um, and as you know, n- none of the fund manager when they ha- go through merger keep has managed to keep 100% of their farm So yeah. you then you have people leaving uh, and then they have this cost-cutting things coming through uh, It's going to be very challenging and at the same time that US business they bought remember just uh, last year Not oh, very long yes, yeah, yeah. has performed horribly Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Because um, you know the it's the thing that's a fixed cost <laughs> and the revenue fallen a little bit uh, The actual profit has fallen significantly. Right. So now that with all these you know track records not great, Rate, then you've got this big one coming through um and then equity market still challenging. Uh I just think it's a very bad place to be at right. the moment.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh Jumbe, Tim wants a view on Jumbo Interactive, the tech company that uh manages lottery and, and uh charity businesses. It's the platform for Australia's Oz Lotteries digital platform and mm. uh, Lotto, Os and Powerball, it provides the platform, digital platform to buy online tickets mm. for those sorts of things.
1: That's right. So uh, essentially, yeah, it's an online lottery uh, seller, and uh, you know. I actually like this business, uh, but there's just a few things. It had a good result. Um, just yeah. a few things we need to monitor at this point. So, um, you know, it, uh, the, because it's an online reseller of the uh, the actual um, the old Tadus or the uh, lo- yeah. the TLC, the one that's listed now, um, and um, uh, it's taken a lot of share. It's growing double digits. Um, but the 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 thing is that the latest data, just last few months, we've seen that uh, the shift to online sort of plateaued a little bit. So, you mm. know, we're just a little bit cautious whether you know does that mean people actually yeah. like to buy more lottery through, have we yeah. reached that saturation point? So we do need to measure a few um, data points, but it is growing really fast. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, don't look at the multiple because, you know, it's really the growth that you justify yeah. for, and it's a very defensive business. Because
0: they try to push in the US, aren't they? That's
1: right. And uh, they have a couple of things, other third products going like into the other markets. Um, I think it's a very interesting business. I'll be holding it for now, um, just to monitor some of those data points in terms right. of penetration, digital penetration. But certainly I like this one a lot more than the the, the TLC um, the. the you know, the the other business, um, yeah. the lottery business of the physical, um, uh, you know. Oh, uh, so you like
0: life. this better than the Lottery Corporation? That's right.
1: The Lottery Corporation, uh, it, it's a great business. It's very defensive. Yes. Well, you're paying 28, 30 times for um, maximum 5% growth if not negative growth for the you're next paying few 28
0: years. Er, times earnings.
1: That's right, oh. that's right. It's incredibly expensive and the lottery is turning. Um, so they had an amazing run in yeah. terms of lottery. And then remember, when people were at home, um, you know, sort of this uh, covert period, people bought a lot of lottery, yep. so there's been incredible amount of demand, and so they've gone through this boom period on a very inflated earning, um, and with this huge multiple, um, it's done incredibly well. And my view is that yes, it's defensive, but it's just way too expensive. Right. Um, okay. So you really want to look at some something else. So, you know, so the, um, the the online lottery business, so the Jumble is actually looking quite interesting relatively yeah.
0: oh, because uh, they've also changed their story a bit too, yeah. haven't they? Saying they're almost a pure Tech company, but just specializing in this Lucky. niche. Um, and they were, they were, we had the managing director on uh, AusViz not so long ago. Uh, talking about how how far behind the U.S. is in terms of buying uh, digital lottery tickets compared to Australia. Yeah. They saw that growth.
1: Yeah, that's right. So they, they see a lot of opportunity. And this company, actually, I don't know if you remember, it's been listed for so long. And yep. it has reinvented itself a few times. It right. started off when we had those old mobile phones, making games on those mobile phones. I, oh, I didn't know that. That was years ago. Wow. That was Jumbo Interactive. They got right. those um, really bad resolution games yeah, on yeah, this yeah. uh, Nokia phone and right, things. Right. Yeah, and then they evolved, gradually evolved into right. what it is today. But so it's very innovative yeah. um, and it uh, try to grow with the market and it's done well. Um, so it's really just, you know, next stage and whether we hit that saturation okay. level for All online.
0: Right. Uh, Mark, what do you think of Jumbo?
2: Yeah, further to Jumbo's point there, um, you know, Lottery Corp's, you know, high 20s. Um, I, I, and I think Gin's is lower, we're around the 26 area. So, Lottery corp's constrained to Australia, um, and obviously this has got you know going into the US. Um, the US is behind. Um, we are pretty innovative in the uh, gambling and lottery uh, area overall. Um, Australia. so, um, and look, and I actually quite like the fact that it's been around a long time and it's reinvented itself. It just shows that you know they, you know, they can be innovative, and and that you know a culture like that really does justify a high multiple. And so, pull it off. Absolutely, it's um, you know yeah the lottery corp is expensive compared to this one because this one actually justifies you know Mm. um, an optimistic uh, forward growth so yeah i I think it's sort of it's you know on uh, its pe range is normally ranges from about 24 to 44 so we're uh, towards the bottom of the range um with the pe the last two two or so years so there may be, you know, you may get it cheaper at some stage, but technically it looks really good. Uh, the 200s are, uh, the 100's are about to cross back above the 200, and that's sort of the very few indicators I use. Uh, technically, um, you know, that one is always uh, is always fairly reliable, mm-hmm. and it's starting to trend back up again. So it'll be a spec buy for me at the moment, because okay. I think at the mid-stages, you'll probably get it cheaper. But, um, but yeah, definitely, definitely a little bit cheaper than the Lottery Court, with a lot more prospects on the okay. horizon. All right. Um
0: uh, Mark Steve wants a view on accent group back in the uh, in the retail space at the moment 750 uh, stores of footwear and clothing retailer athletes foot sorry, Kony, uh, vans Timberland sketches are some of the brands uh, they offer uh, uh, operate around 40 online platforms as well what do you think of accent group it's in uh, Mark Morland's
2: top three retailers um, from team invest uh- it's expensive at the moment, um, in, in my opinion. Um, I mean, Mark's got a different time frame to me, yes. um, and to generally, so I, um, I won't necessarily I won't comment on that. But um, I didn't like they didn't give guidance. Um, the total sales are up 40 odd percent. EBITDA was up 70, but I, I think we probably go back to um, you know what Jumbo and I were saying before: is that you know the the pain's probably is yet to come. I mean, interest rate uh, hikes take at least six months. Yeah. Uh, if not 12 months to really filter through into the economy. Something like this, because it's aimed at the youth market, um, we did, those, you know, generally they can't afford mortgages. So they're probably going to have a little bit more disposable cash than most, um, and, and they're small purchases. So that will also play well um, for, you know, less disposable income, you know, new pair of shoes might be a treat, um, you know, as opposed to going and buying yourself a brand new TV or something like that. So there aren't many new stores, but, I uh, know they're trading on a 38 pe um i yeah i I think it you yeah you you want to have a look at them in six months time 12 months time see how how you know how big the slowdown is going to be um and how much uh, it's been so they've had they've had a big run up if you if you're in them i'd be selling it and and just having a look at six months okay do you
1: want Yeah I'll definitely sell it um, I'd right. much rather for that kind of multiple I'd much rather buying the likes of La Visa, where it's a simpler business um, right. and it's executing well. Um, now the thing with Accent it used to be a footwear business so yeah. very much foot and then it's very mature so the footwear business is mature so yeah. what it did in the last few years is really bought into trying to go into the youth apparel um, and uh, the first one they bought is the glue which hasn't done very well for them. Right. Now they're rolling out a few other brands um, maybe doing well maybe not so for me it's still not proven whether that they yep. can move from footwear to you know, the, the apparel. It's, it's a tough space. Um, mm. It's very competitive in the use space. Um, so you know, much rather buy the specialists like the Universal, um, UNI, and um, I, right. if you want to be in that space, but LaVisa is a simpler model and you've got bigger addressable market. Uh, this company re- reported today. So the result was good and the trading update is very strong, but remember they're cycling the lockdown last year. So, right. or some of the weak comps last yep. year. So, you know, it looks really good before the next quarter we'll see pretty tough environments. So right. uh, I'll be selling
0: it. Gee, this is a really critical... Uh, mm. You keep talking about this current three months and the next three months. Yeah, it'll
1: be completely These different.
0: trading update, quarterly trading update mm. for the end of March mm. is going to be for you... Yeah. A really fascinating period.
1: I'll tell you what, most of retailers, I think they will have profit downgrades by May. So, you know, right. Macquarie Conference beginning of May, I think this year you have, and most of the retailer, retailers, they will come and present the Macquarie Conference. Yeah, yeah. You will get a lot of profit update and I think that will be very weak. Okay. Um, and it's it just this period, January, and last year we had this lockdown. So, you know, we're yep. still cycling very weak yep. numbers, uh, but we've seen early signs of things falling. Um, so, you know, we, I, yeah, by May we'll have downgrades. So
0: you're saying uh, because just anecdotally, mm. I'm just hearing from people in retail, mm. it is just diabolical oh, it's out absolutely. there. And particularly some of the smaller retailers trying to sell their business mm. um, in the small to medium size and not this big listed in, right. saying they haven't seen, it, uh, it's worse than the GFC.
1: I absolutely believe that. And then for retailer, it's also very challenging. Is that they still got a lot of inventory. They need yes. to clear those inventory. Uh, even though you know Christmas, they were lucky, it was okay. So they cleared some inventory, but they still got excess ones. So yep. you know, if you look at the super cheap or well, mm-hmm. the super retailer, um, the inventory is still above what it was um, before you know COVID. So they're just too high. Right. And uh, and the environment is going to fall up very quickly. Um, all of them will just have to start discounting. Yep. Um, the six month result to December was price that really helped the retailers, right? So the volume was flat, yeah. and now we have the volume falling, and then we have the um, mm. uh, everything else.
0: Okay, all right, that's uh, a really good warning for the entire sector. Um, Kim wants to view Jumbay on Block. Uh, everyone thinks, oh, Block is afterpay <laughs> rebranded, but afterpay is a very tiny bit. Absolutely, of Block right. is a uh, because Block is is square. Exactly, uh, the big small business focus. Uh, online bank and and payment system.
1: That's right. I actually quite like Square, the payment system now that has afterpay merged into it. That part of business, I actually think uh, it's global, it's got scale, now it's got afterpay. So, you know, I actually think that's a really good business. Um, The the challenge is a very big part, something like 40, 30, 40% of the uh, profit does come from the uh, cryptocurrency, um, uh, you know, trading and the like. So that's very hard to get comfort um, over I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. a bit of a black box like. And yep. uh, it's harder for Australian investors um, because we, we don't have really have any cryptocurrency really trading on the stock exchange. Yeah. Um, harder to compare to any pure play. Um, so, you know, if you look and at... And just
0: own- look at... Up- FTX and all those things. Exactly, and you it go, just going. Exactly to how be volatile. At that, yeah, at exactly. That risky end of the market.
1: Exactly. So if you actually, what's interesting is if you look at the ownership of block in the last um, two years, have significantly shifted to offshore investors now. Uh-huh. So domestic investors initially hold a lot of it because of the afterpay, and we shift into it, uh, but mostly gone by yes. now. Yeah. Okay. So it's all you know offshore investors.
0: So would you be? No. What would, would you? Be. Wouldn't yeah, I will be selling because it's out? performed. quite I wouldn't touch it. Right. Okay, Mark. Block?
2: Yeah, it's not something for me right now. That's for sure. Um, but there is some good numbers in there. Look, if you yeah, further to your point, it's not afterpay. If you go through their report, you'd be very lucky to even find the the word afterpay. Yeah. Pretty sure. So um, that's not something that they're particularly bragging about at the moment. Um, but there, you know, they had uh, they had some decent numbers. Revenue was up fourteen percent. Gross profit as well. Um, and that look, the you know what they're trying to do i think will probably you know if things go well will come to fruition in years to come i uh, i don't think it's a quick um it's a, you know this business model is not going to you know maximize itself for you know i would say at least five years uh, right. realistically but uh but it, i mean you've got a lot of there's millions of people in the us at the moment and businesses and things where all the money sits on the platform um you know they take it and Essentially, they don't even have a bank account. It mm. almost acts as a bank account for a, you know for a, a lot of people and a lot of um, you know and some of the businesses as well. So, yeah, it's um, it'd be interesting to see because it's a lot of things being bolted on. They've got a lot going on, um, but they are growing internationally. Um, and if you know if things go well and they get a you know they manage to um, you know almost like WeChat's in in, yeah. in China you've got absolutely everything on the same platform i think that's what they're trying to achieve okay. long term whether they can do it or not is you know the jury's mm. still out so it's something i'll keep an eye on for sure but uh, but yeah I, it's not mm. it's certainly not me for the next 12 months okay. uh well, you know these guide stocks but uh, yeah interesting interesting business model and and if if they manage to get anywhere near you know comp- like something like wechat then you would definitely yeah. want to be interested
0: yeah of course founded by jack dorsey who founded twitter and he was uh managing director of both companies there for a while um cam wants cam want to view mark gardner on swoop the uh, uh fixed wireless internet service provider
2: yeah this i've yeah listed sort of um you know 2022 i believe um it's not really in our wheelhouse bit of a roll-up trade they do have real assets um but they're sort of still on that capex phase for the moment and they're not cash flow positive um just yet and with these sorts of businesses particularly at the moment where people are getting yeah. a little bit more picky because they can get you know paid to sit on the yeah, sidelines it's, it's a horrible char- um, chart but. yeah it's not it's not <laughs> yeah. not great but it, I think this is one you look at when it when it flicks to cash flow positive, and, and until then, I'm not I'm not even. Yeah. I watch the report. I watch the earnings reports on it, um, and and you know when it gets to that point, I'll be considering it. But it, yeah, look, we're not we're not looking at businesses of this sort of style at the moment um, because we you know we just think the risk is a little yeah. bit too great.
0: Uh, Jumba, lots of grillers in that market too, is <laughs> That's right.
1: Yeah. Look, it's uh, it's it's tough. It's just a wrong time to be uh, roll up business. Um, you know, when when money was cheap and when interest rate was low, um, yeah. when capital market was all in bullish mode, uh, these businesses get rewarded for every new earning that they buy, yeah. um, and uh, and then they get benefit of doubt. But now clearly things change, then you know, it costs money. Capital is expensive, and equity market do not want to give you benefit of doubt, especially yeah. if you're not cash flow break even. Um, it's a wrong place to be. It will be very very tough. Um, you know. I'll be selling the company, right?
0: Yeah, because uh, markets have just changed their tunes, which they which is a bit unfair on, you could say unfair <laughs> on management and directors <laughs> and founders built- that. You know within the space of six months oh we were saying just go and buy market share don't worry about profits (laughs) yeah that's right now Now you're gonna worry
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely so this is actually really interesting if you look at you know just use another two example if you look at the performance of wise tech versus zero yes um, it just diverged significantly I tell you why because one is profitable one is not people used to look at the revenue multiple now it's gone to EBITDA multiple so you know you actually have to make profits so that is not going to change anytime soon because interest rate is not coming that's a really
0: interesting comparison because mm. WiseTech there went from mm. people just thought they were cowboys, mm. and they were supposedly governance mm. issues, but the founder, Richard, is yeah, building a great business. Oh,
1: it's amazing business now. Moment. Just look at the latest, and the new contract they won, they got yeah. the top three out of five um, yeah. freight forwarders. It's incredible. Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah. Interesting. All right, let's recap the, uh, the Final Five Stocks Perpetual, a no from both... Uh, Jumbe and uh, and Mark. Uh, Jumbo, a, uh, a hold from Jumbe, but likes the business. Mark has it as a speculative buy. A sell from both on Accent Group. A uh, block a sell from Jumbe, a no from uh, Mark, and both of them have a no on Sweep. Jumbe Lou from Tribeca, always oh, great to catch you. Have a good weekend oh, coming you up.
1: Too, you too, thank
0: you. Uh, Mark Gardner from, uh, from Macro up in uh, Brisbane. Good <laughs> luck with the opening of the office tonight you're going to Thank um, you very much, Dave. turn it into a long weekend in the sun away
2: from the kids as well uh, i'm i'm back on the i'm back on the 6:30 flight you know it's, right. there's too many too many kids with cricket and rugby uh <laughs> transition so back, on, I, uh, back on the saturday I, sport run uh yeah. and and double the amount so it'll, yeah. be, uber, it'll be, I'll be uber driving for my children
0: <laughs> all right mate. thanks for joining us appreciate it yeah. uh that's it for us for today if you'd like uh, any of the stocks you're interested in for me to put to our expert pad or put them in an email the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at osbiz tv handle up next don't go away we're in the midst of earning season you get the very latest results and analysis right here on osbiz the pulse has all of that next <laughs>